Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menuda. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. It is Thursday, January 21st, 2021. Our quote of the day, coming home to a tidy, pulled together space will help everything in your life feel the same way. That is from Bobby Burke. Yes, he is right. 
Bobby Burke, uh, coming home to a nice tidy space. I realize after the renovation stuff we did at our house, the simplicity that we've really gone for, no rugs, very little like furniture and stuff has really made me happy. Just keeping it simple and I've been throwing stuff out. I got rid of 65% of my closet so ruthlessly. My friend Dimitri came over and was like, nope, 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 nope. You realize how much you're holding on to because it costs a lot or, um, but it's weighing you down and dragging you down so much. Like I didn't even want to go into my closet. You know what happens when you start becoming a hoarder is you start to create new areas for just the things you want to use all the time because you're so overwhelmed going into those other areas. So I was like, that's it. I, I, I built a new closet and I will be unveiling it soon. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to really simplify things down. Yes, it's still a beautiful closet. Um, you know, that house really deserves that kind of closet. So if we ever sell it, uh, you know, it's always about what the woman's going to want when she walks in. You have to make sure that she's going to be like, uh, honey, I need this. And so you still have to do it. But, um, you know, Laura's going to be like, Jeff, I need this closet. So, but for me, I wanted it to be as little stuff as possible. So the other day when I went to church, I walked into my closet it's not fully done yet, but there's stuff, all my stuff is hanging in there. And I was like, oh, I'll wear these pants. Oh, this tank top I never saw because it was smushed with a thousand others. I'm going to wear this. This is perfect. And it felt so good to be rid of all the junk because you get so weighed down by it. And like I said, I grew up poor, so I'm always going to have that thing in me where I'm like, oh, but it costs a lot. I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So there are these really great consignment stores that will take stuff that will buy stuff from you you can make a little something i create my little um i call it like my charity slush fund so i will i always give stuff too but then there's just times like this where i was like uh i have a small window was before we were flying i was like just come get everything i can't deal with calling people to come over and when are they going to show up and what are they going to like i got to get rid of everything and so i got rid of everything and um and so any money I do make, I put in my little fund. So when I mm. do my charity stuff, um, you know, that's what I put it towards. Well, and shout out to the consignment stores too, because what I always do is I tell them that they can donate whatever they don't take. Yeah. It's the best. It's yeah. so easy. Exactly. I the do the best. same thing. So spring is closer than you think. Mm. Maybe make your spring cleaning a little easier and start going through. Have your ruthless friend come over and be like, no, you're never wearing that again. And if you haven't worn it, really, if you haven't worn it, are you going to? Like, really ask yourself that question. Am I really going to wear this? You know, Here's a good takeaway. Um, as, you, as spring approaches, face all your clothes in one direction. And then when you wear them, flip the hanger. And then you know what I've you're actually wearing. Wait. So, oh, whoa. That's a good yeah, one. That's a good one. So then when spring cleaning comes, you'll know that it's been five months. You haven't worn this. You're probably not going to wear it. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. Like Kelsey was like, I'm hanging on to clothes because I'm a, I want to like fit back into them. And she's like, I finally gave up on that. I did because I was like, 
A, that's just silly, and you're making yourself feel like shit. It's mental violence, whether you know it or not. And B, body's changed. My body's not how it was when I was 21, and it's never going to be, and I'm accepting of that, and I'm happy. So you know what? Hang on to my cute little denim dress that looked very cute when I was tromping around Washington State. <laughs> it's never going to happen again. So yeah. time to get rid of it. Yeah. I, oh, my God, guys. I got rid of it. I mean, when I say Jeff, there were four large boxes this wide, like my arms couldn't fit around them, and you know, like normal height, four of those. There were probably six large trash bags gone, oh. gone, and there's still a little bit left. I couldn't get to some drawers that, you know, in for what I do, I've accumulated a lot mm-hmm. because... You know, you you need all these specialty items too, undergarments and things for what you're wearing at like award shows and stuff that like people wouldn't normally need. But I just kept like staple pieces, things that I know I use and love. And then I realized if I want to get something, I will get it. I will work and I will get it. And I'm not going to hang on to, oh, it's expensive or whatever. If it's just taking up space, it's it's actually helping you not make money. It's taking away mm. from your ability to have a clear mind to go after the projects that you want. And it's just dead weight you're carrying. Like you're not, the styles change. So sometimes we hold on to things because we're like, oh my God, those were so expensive. I'm sure they'll come back. There are certain things that'll come back. You can keep a good bell bottom. You can keep like a yeah. few little pieces. And I do, I have like my juicy couture bell bottoms from like, I'm so pissed. I got you know, the early two thousands. I have them. I'm so mad at myself. But like <laughs> even here now, when we moved um, bedrooms around uh, here in Connecticut, I was like, oh shit, I have a lot of stuff here. And so I'm going to be de-hoarding here too. And you know, Kelsey's going to have a tendency to want to keep some of this stuff yes, and I, I will am. let you go through stuff, yes. but don't hoard. No. Um, no, just no it was funny really last like. night, Jeff. <laughs> she was like, cause Kev was giving her crap. was like, you have so much stuff, Maria. She was saying, no, no, I don't. And even I like, I had your back. I was yeah, like, I appreciated it. her closet wasn't that full. And then we went in there and she was like, wait, <laughs> I was like, and so then I went, hey, wait. I need help. I have a problem. Yeah. As do I. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, together. the hard thing can be for me is sometimes the memories. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. It's tied to the clothes. Yes. It's not so much that I want to keep those clothes, but it's that like, oh gosh, like this is my, like, I wore this shirt to mm-hmm. prom senior year, you know, that stuff. And I'm sure, Maria, everything uh, you've worn is tied to a huge memory. Jeff, I have, like, so many of those, I can't even tell you. So I have them in, like, you know, ca- you know, cases that I've, like, saved certain things. 
Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's really hard. <laughs> I think it what is. it's good though, what, what cleaning up in that way really does, and Bobby talks about this too, is it helps us uncouple ourselves from the past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's something really, I think, philosophically powerful about getting rid of things and saying, those served me beautifully in the past and I'm so grateful for them. And you know, Marie Kondo talks about this too, but if you're unable to let go of that, what's really happening is your soul is unable to let go of something deeper from your past. Mm-hmm. So I think that work is really important because there's a kind of a brain element too, to what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, uh, I feel so much better. So if you want to feel so much mm-hmm. better, and you are like me, and you're a smidge of a hoarder. <laughs> and me. I Just find a ruthless friend to do it with you. Because I know if Dimitri wasn't with me, I would have kept a lot of stuff that and I didn't need to keep. if you don't have a friend, because when I went through my stuff, I didn't have a friend. Um, I kept this motto in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. This is a Kev motto. When in doubt, throw it out. When in doubt, throw it Every out. Every time I sat one. there and questioned it, even for a second, I was like, nope, throw it out. When in doubt, throw it out. Yeah. So you feel so good. Oh, it feels so good. Almost as good as my Duncan Midnight Blend. Um, <laughs> Duncan's kicking off 2021 by serving up the brand's most robust lineup of coffee, guys. I've really been enjoying the exploration um, into their new uh, uh, offerings. And so there are two new bold hot coffees. It's the Duncan Midnight and the Explorer Batch. I've had the Explorer Batch. Yes, you have. Love. Um, today, got the Midnight Blend. It's uh, their darkest roast ever. Um, but I'll say it still has that smooth vibe. And I really, really like it. It's got notes of cocoa um, inside. And Duncan Midnight joins the original blend and Duncan decaf. It is going to be a permanent addition to their lineup. Jeff has um, my favorite, the uh, wake up wrap. Um, so well, good. I shouldn't say my favorite now because it's kind of challenging when I know I have my my bagel bites now. I but know. my go-to when I know I need to kind of eat something fast that isn't going to make me feel guilty, I just grab the wake-up wrap. It's simple. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I get a little protein and I'm done. Yeah, it's so good. It's got the melty cheese, which here's what I love about Duncan. Sometimes when you go to other unnamed breakfast mm-hmm. franchises, <laughs> they heat up the frozen thing and they don't heat it up enough. So you're like eating oh, it and so you like true. hit an ice cube or like it's like it's just not melted. Mm. And you always get the melty cheese that will like stretch as you eat the wrap. It's so good. It's prepared with egg and cheese and it's really just a classic breakfast wrap. Simple. Simple, exactly. And it's just exactly what you want in the morning. I like to add a smidge of salt and pepper on there just for, oh geez, sorry about that. (laughs) It's on silent. I don't know why this, um, sorry, that's weird. It's all right. You said a smidge of salt and pepper, Maria. It's on silent, look. Yeah, that's weird. How did that just come through? That's very strange. Maybe it was God. Only God could do something like that. Or Steve like Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Anyway, um, that is our Duncan break. As you guys know, America runs on Duncan, but so does Better Together. And I do believe that me and my Duncan are better together. I agree. We have been since the age of 13. And Never if, failed me. If you guys saw the social the other day, I since the age of 13, I did social... Um, 
that better together or at Duncan they have their little better together on their menu mm-hmm. now which Jeff had pointed that out but mm-hmm. I gotta see it with my own two eyes so yeah it was very exciting oh, I was super excited when I got into my closet and I saw my Duncan sweatsuit <laughs> I was like yay that's a good one anyway um we have a great interview today with uh Queer Eyes interior designer Bobby Burke about how he parlayed a traumatic childhood into uh an incredible thriving career um went really deep with him and there are a lot of parallels in there um for the both of us and I think um you're going to enjoy this conversation and it's something I think that's really important to share with other people and not just people who are going through the exact thing he went through because I went through a different version of it mm-hmm. it's like just kind of that theme of of um wanting to be accepted wanting to be loved and um you know, and and what it's like when you don't feel like you're getting that. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Bobby Burke is an interior designer, author, and of course, a member of the Fab Five on Netflix's groundbreaking reboot of Queer Eye that took the world by storm. When it premiered in 2018, the Emmy-nominated host is known for his beautifully modern design aesthetic, down-to-earth persona, and heartwarming empathy that have become a hallmark of his brand. He's here today to unpack how he parlayed a traumatic childhood into an incredible career. Very inspiring stuff, guys. I'm really excited to chat with you, Bobby. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. You know, um, this show, we're, we're always trying to get better and all, always, right? And I do believe we're better together. And when we share these stories, um, someone sees themselves in it. That's why we tell them, right? And so we were all incredibly inspired by your journey. I mean, for me, in so many ways, um, you know, when you kind of come from uh, humble beginnings and then you make something so massive of yourself, it's it's always nice for people to see how that line kind of went. And so um, I just want to let you guys all know before we get into this <laughs> that I have a poodle on my lap. She's making... Crazy, Is that her? Yeah, she's making crazy noises. Okay, so I didn't know if Kelsey had a phone that was vibrating over there, but it's my poodle snoring on my lap. I, I don't know how is her mother. I didn't realize we, this, but she's snoring on my lap. We have... Let me show you. We have a doodle. <laughs> oh, my God. And here he is yesterday getting a shower. Oh, how cute. Um, and then, let's see, here's his daddy hair drying him. Oh, my God. That was <laughs> me just the other night giving Winnie her blowout before and we traveled. Oh, my there God. He is all clean. I love apricot poodles. Oh, oh so just, cute. Look at him on FaceTime last night. Oh, my God. He kind of looks a little he's schnauzery so there. Like, he's got the straight hair yeah. on his face. So cute. Yeah. He's a good boy. They're everything. Well, she's a little bitch, and she won't stop barking, <laughs> Bobby. So she has to be with me because she will not stop barking unless me or Kelsey have her in our arms. Like, it's just... So I was like, okay, I guess we just got to Connecticut yesterday, and so I'm still figuring out a rhythm with her. She's never traveled with me. And do you hear her? She's ridiculous. Uh-uh. Yeah. She, <laughs> no, Kelsey no, talked right know. when she snored. You'll hear her snore. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, I have to put her on my lap. This is so embarrassing. But here she is just snoring away on me in her little PJs. So I'll unveil the PJs at the end for you so you can laugh. But uh, back to you and your journey. You know, you grew up, it was in Missouri, right? In Missouri. Yeah. I mean, Missouri. Yeah. And 
you know, it probably wasn't the easiest place to come out in. I think that's what I've kind of read for you. Yeah, no, I mean, I grew up in a very small religious town. You know, there were more churches in that town than anything, literally churches across the street from churches. Um, so everyone's life just revolved around religion. And yeah, so no, it was not the best place to grow up gay, especially, you know, growing up, I didn't really know what gay was. You know, there was no internet back then. I'm old. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no way to look up how you were feeling back then. Um, it wasn't until probably like 14 when our school finally got the internet that I was like, oh, that, that's, that's what I am. You know, that's what makes me different. Because before, you know, the only, the only thing you heard about gay was at church. And obviously yeah. it was not a positive thing. It was always a very bad thing. Gays are horrible. So you grow up, you know, kind of with self-hate because mm-hmm. you know what you are and you're being told that what you are is horrible so i think that's one of the main reasons why there's such a high suicide rate in lgbtq teens growing up in middle america because they're they're literally taught from a young age to hate themselves yeah. and that doesn't number on you 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 honestly never get over that how yeah i was gonna ask you because i just got chills all the way up and down my body Ooh, that really like hit me i don't know why but it just hit me kind of hard mm. um how do you kind of reprogram after that kind of I guess like I just felt the heaviness really quickly of being in a community where you don't see any examples either and so you really feel alone um you know any examples were probably hidden from you and they were probably having the similar kind of experience but how do you unpack and reprogram yourself like do you still carry that stuff today oh absolutely program from that to be honest you can accept it and you can move on but i don't think you that's always it's always in the back of my mind you know it's it's that thing that always makes you second guess yourself always think you're not worth it you know i struggle with that all the time and i I know that's where it stems from is you know just growing up being told constantly that who you are even though obviously back then they didn't know that's who i was but Mm -hmm. i knew you know i knew i was different and even though i didn't really know what gay was i I always knew I was different. I always knew there was something, you know, wrong with me. Um, I mean, I remember every Sunday and Wednesday, and honestly, every single day, because I went to church every single day. I was at prayer meeting at school, before school every morning. Like, the youth pastor would pick me up at 6 a.m. from home so we could go to church and pray. Um, And I would just pray and beg to not be gay. Obviously, that didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder, you know, you're... I don't know what your journey was like exactly telling your family. I know what happened at some point. So share with everybody kind of once you saw what you felt you were, what happened next? I didn't actually tell my family. Um, I left home before I came out. Mm -hmm. So one day I just knew that I either needed to come out and get out or I was going to check out. Wasn't that at like 15? Um, You dropped out of school, right? Yeah, at 15. So it's just, you know, I knew that I couldn't come out at home. I couldn't come out in my small town. One other kid had come out and some guys ran him off the road one night and tried to kill him. And so I just, I knew it wasn't an option, but I also knew that there, it wasn't an option to continue wearing a mask every single day of my life. Mm -hmm. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. Like the, the loneliness that you feel when there's not one person in the world who knows you. Mm, you, sees you. you you're yeah. literally a stranger to your family. You're a stranger to your friends because you hold the secret of literally what your identity is. And not that being gay is my entire identity, but definitely back then <laughs> it was a big deal, mm. you know? And so to wear that mask every single day, you know, I get up, I put my happy mask on, I put my straight mask on and I go to school and I go to church and every single day you feel like a fraud and it weighs on you. And again, I think that goes back to the suicide rate of of, of LGBTQ teens. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you feel completely alone and you're constantly reminded on a daily basis that if you do come out, that's it. You know, when you hear comments being made in the, in the halls at school and not just about you, just about, gays in general mm-hmm. um god i still remember we went to my high school choir we went to disney world to sing on the sounds of america stage and i remember we're in the bus and we're pulling up and there were a group of gays walking by the bus and i remember hearing some of the guys on the bus go uh effing fudge packers and i was like uh <laughs> you know so on oh, a daily even if it yeah. wasn't directed at me just on a daily basis, I was reminded, oh, <laughs> coming out is not an option. So at 15, I just, I had enough and I, I ran away and I left. Um, and somebody outed me to my parents probably about six months mm-hmm. after I left home. Uh, I'm a, and for a few years and, you know, I left and did my own thing and yeah. Wait, you cut out a little right at that point yep. where you said someone outed you to your parents. Then what? Someone outed me about six months after I left, roughly. Um, and that didn't go over well. You know, we didn't speak for a few years after that. Mm. No. That's no. extremely painful. I know no. from my own experience um, in a different way, for me, um, you know, marrying outside of the Greek community or dating someone outside of the Greek community or just dating in general was like a huge no-no. And when my parents, when my dad found out that I was dating someone and he wasn't Greek and really the truth was he was like, oh shit, she might be having sex. I mean, he like stopped talking to me. It was awful. We didn't speak for a year and a half and uh, my whole family turned on me. It was really, really painful. And so when you grow up so close to your family and loving them so much and just because of somebody you love, which is really the same kind of energy, right? And I mean, that was based on 
religion, yep. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Isn't it funny, this thing that's supposed <laughs> to be love and acceptance and unconditional love is literally the thing. And God forgives. Families <laughs> apart. Literally the thing that tears nations apart. Yeah. Huh. Doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and it's always interesting, too. You know, I always see this dynamic is so interesting to me. It's like family is supposed to be there for you, not ignite you. And I feel like they just ignite flames. They're like all so gossipy and they just want to point fingers and they're like, oh, my God, he's gay or, oh, my God, she's dating someone out of the race or whatever. She should be shunned and he should be shunned and all of these things. Let's let's let's. Um, beat them into submission to do what we want and what feels comfortable and safe for us. And, you know, I always watched my dad when family members were having trouble, whether it was in their marriage or whatever, my dad would be the first to go mm-hmm. and talk and try to make them bring about peace and help and fix. He never ignited. My dad was never that man. And I always really appreciate that about him, even as a young girl, I watched him, but I watch family and they just, you know, it's, it's just awful. <laughs> and they're like, we're the ones who are going to be there for you. And you're like, yeah, really? Are you, are you well, and especially <laughs> like with religion? You know, the church was my entire life. Yes. I entire get it. Entire life. Again, I was at church every day, if not twice a day i was Whoa. national champ of bible quiz whoa you know, okay you you got my, me <laughs> my royal rangers leader yeah you know, I, I love it when christians try to quote the bible to me because i'm like oh no honey trust <laughs> me i know it well you know i went to a christian school growing up and every week we had to memorize an entire chapter of the bible and, wow. and recite it in front of the school yeah wow um so you know church was my entire life and i devoted yeah. everything to church and then, you know, all of a sudden, because I finally came out as who I was, everyone turned their back on me. Everyone that was, oh, we are a family. We're here for each other. God is love. God is grace. Oh, but not to gaze. Not to gaze. Yeah. So, yeah. so what, what's transpired since? Because I always find that fame changes everything. Oh, oh <laughs> you mean now how they all crawl up my ass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, do, I'm like, wait, I'm like, do, do you forget how you treated me? Because I didn't. Yeah. I remember this very vividly. How all of a sudden do yeah. you not remember how awful you were to uh-huh. me? Uh-huh. You know, and I, I recently cut off a large chunk of my family because I was just, I was done. You know, kind of their their certain political affiliation was just the final freaking straw for me. When I, you know, literally, I, I sent them a long text one day talking about how, you know, the current administration with only one day left, um, you know, it's, it's literally the Republican Party's agenda. It's it's public that they are trying to reverse gay marriage. I'm like, they're they're literally trying to reverse my marriage of 17 years. They're trying to make it where I can't adopt children. But here you guys are. You're so excited to be aunts to my kids when I have them. Wait, no, no, no. You don't get to vote for politicians 
who are trying to take away my rights to have kids, but then get to enjoy being an aunt to my kids. Mm. And, and I, one of them who, who of course right now, I mean, unfortunately like her, her partner has horrible lung cancer and I've been in a large way supporting them financially. Of course, she's the one that responds, my vote is my vote. Stop trying to bully me into my vote. Just leave me alone. I was like, oh, leave you alone. Well, you, you sure keep cashing those checks every month. <laughs> you know, you still keep accepting those, those big care packages of marijuana that I send for your spouse to help him through chemo. You know, oh, you like that democratic policy of marijuana. But so I was yeah. just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done with you guys, you know, loving telling everybody how your nephew's famous and loving allowing your nephew to take you all over the world on these trips, but not even supporting your nephew's marriage and the right to have kids and mm -hmm. the right to exist with a vote. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, a vote's really not that hard of a thing to, to support someone on. And so I was just like, you know what, I, I'm done. My, my family, my entire life has done nothing but hurt me and disappoint me. And I'm like, wait a minute, why am I still trying to buy their love? Okay, can I tell you? Uh, oh, this is such a theme, Bobby. I'm so glad we're digging in deep. So we, I, I've lived my life, I feel like, just being like, please like me, please like me, please like me. And you just suck so much ass. <laughs> and we're yeah. like choking. And... And the truth is, um, when you step away and you set your boundaries and you realize that you have to love yourself more and that right. we can't keep chasing these people around like puppy dogs, hoping that they'll love us because yeah. there are so many people that will without it. Yeah. You know, it, at first it was trying to earn their love by being successful. Mm -hmm. And then it was, oh, well, you know buy them things, take mm -hmm. them on trips. And I was, and then I, I realized one day what I was doing. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm trying to buy their love. And, you know, I'm trying to show them this life. My mm -hmm. life is normal. It's no, it's <clears throat> honestly, my marriage has lasted longer than anyone in my family, except yeah. for my mom and dad's, yeah. you know? And, and yeah, it's, it was literally about, well, yeah, it was in November <laughs> where I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I'm done. We're done. I, I, I literally even blocked my sister on iMessage. She can't even text me. I know what that's like. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I know what that's like. I had, to do, I had to do the same thing, Bobby. I think it was actually in November too. And I said, you are bad for my health. And I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria. My mom would say in her Greek accent, Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way. 
T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the way. T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. And I just can't anymore. And that's it. I'm like, I... Yeah, somebody... <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, they're like, oh, do you have siblings? I'm like, yeah, I had an older sister. Oh my! And they're like, oh, did she pass? And I go, no, she voted for Trump. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so mine wasn't politically connected. Mine was just, um, I, I just, I tried and 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 tried. And it was it's, wearing it's on my not, health and I couldn't. It's not that it was just politically connected because the thing about a vote for, and I'm not even gonna say his name, but a vote for that person, that wasn't politics. That's just a vote for evil. That is a vote for destruction. That is a vote, definitely not a vote for unity. So I'm like, you, you are voting for somebody who is literally ripping our country apart and setting the most awful example, destroying our democracy, destroying what morals are, and here's this whole religious group that teaches morals and this and the Bible and then, oh, but hey, we're gonna get behind this guy that literally represents everything opposite of that just so we can get some judges you know, in there. And it's just so hypocritical that I'm like, it, this wasn't about politics. This was about right and wrong. And you chose wrong. And I just, I can't have somebody in my life that thinks that way. You know, like I, I block people on social that come at me with that shit that are strangers. Why would I allow my family to do it too? Like you don't get a free ride just because you're my family. Like if anything, you get the opposite of that with how you've treated me throughout the years. Yeah. You know? I always so, feel like we give family so many it, extra passes and yeah, then at some like, point you it, just got to draw the line. Makes, it makes me sad because I know it like breaks my mom's heart that I won't speak to my sister, but I'm just like, you know, I, and my mom was at my house um, back in November and I, I explained to her what I said to you earlier that I'm like, you know what, I, I'm tired of feeling like all I'm doing is trying to buy their love and never getting it. I'm tired of hearing them posting on their social when they see me in a magazine and this and that, but I'm like, oh, but you, you don't support who I am. Mm -hmm. You just enjoy flaunting who I've become. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm just, I'm done allowing that to hurt me. And I, I honestly feel way better. I totally understand. I, I yeah. am joyous every day that I, this person can't hurt me anymore. And I think that that yeah. is a, a really great feeling and a really great boundary to set when you've tried and you've tried and you've tried. I had this conversation with another friend of mine who was having challenges with some friends. And I said, you are literally the little puppy dog that's begging them to like you. I said, they don't deserve you. It is clear. And they're just trying to hurt you at every turn because they know that you are a mirror for everything they will never be. And the jealousy is so massive that, you know, they can't handle it. So they're almost trying to push you out of their lives in, in a weird way. Yeah. They don't even know they're doing it, but they don't want to be around you either. So guess what? They don't deserve you. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be appreciated and your kindness and your generosity needs to be appreciated. So give it to people who deserve it and deserve you. And it sounds like you're doing exactly the same thing. 
you know, I laid it out to my sister this way. I go, so uh, this administration is trying to take away my right to marry, take away my right to have kids, take away my rights to not be fired for being gay and take away my rights literally for medical attention if a doctor finds it against his religion to treat a gay person like literally this is life and death for me so how would you feel if a president said hey i'm gonna make it legal for people that have brown hair and brown eyes which my sister does to be fired for being born with brown hair and brown eyes mm -hmm. and not be able to get married and if some doctor thinks it's against his religion for brown hair, brown eyed girls to get treated, he can let them die. Mm -hmm. And I said to you, Shauna, I'm sorry, I just agree with him on so many other things, but good luck. You would look at me with a broken heart going, how can you not be behind me literally my life? Yeah. And I thought, I thought that got through to her. And then I so stupidly looked at her Facebook the day after the election, and I was like, clearly it didn't get through to her. You know who it did get through to, though, is my 80-year-old dad, my 80-year-old cowboy, farmer, country boy dad. It got through to him, because after the election, he said, hey, I want you to know I didn't vote for him, just for you. I didn't vote for Biden either, but I didn't vote for him just for you. And, wow. and yeah, that my parents, my you know, 60 and 80 year old parents didn't vote for him because they finally chose me over the masses, over everybody in their community, what they thought. They finally chose me. And that's why out of everybody in my family, my parents are the only one I speak to now. Wow. Wow. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. You know, it's a lot when you have to beg to be loved. Yeah. Yeah. Or accepted. You know, it's... Both. You know, on one hand, I, I do believe they love me, maybe. <laughs> but, you know, they don't love me for who I am. They don't yeah. really fully love me. Yeah, you know, they love the idea of me as long as they don't have to really think about fully what mm -hmm. that means, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you took your life's challenges. You hit the road. You started getting retail jobs, started uh, <laughs> working in various businesses. And then, you know, one thing led to another. And then you started your own company had your own store in Soho you made it um and now you are Bobby Burke and now um <laughs> you're on Queer Eye and you're celebrated for all the things that you were not accepted for not loved for and not celebrated for which is such a beautiful full circle and I'm sure that moment must have meant so much for you when the show premiered and you're like wow I'm actually, look at where I started and where I ended up. You know, it, it meant a lot to me on a lot of levels because honestly, the first iteration of Queer Eye was the very first time I saw real life gay people yeah. be successful. Mm -hmm. There were no examples before. You know, Ellen was out, but it, 
it, it wasn't the same. You know, I, I didn't really watch Ellen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honestly, back then when Ellen came out, it ruined her entire career. Oh, for sure. That was something you to know, be afraid of again. Y- <laughs> You're yeah, like, uh. For years, yeah. for years, you know, and I still commend her for making that decision to do so because it, it, it was groundbreaking. And eventually, thank goodness, you know, she became extremely successful. Um, but there were there were no examples of gay men. I mean, God, even back then, Elton John wasn't out, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so there was nobody until the Fab Five, yeah. you know, where they were they weren't playing characters. You know, there was Will and Grace, you know, but Sean Hayes wasn't technically even out then. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Will, I I always forget his his real name, but he he's straight. So yeah, there was until the Fat Five. There was nobody who was like, "These are real people. They're not playing characters. Every single one of them is successful in their own career, and here they are being even more successful, showing the world who they are." And so to be able to be on a show and carry that torch was mm-hmm. a, a hugely important thing to me. Yeah, I remember and, uh, that because first the, one. That the was show amazing. meant so much to me. I still remember the the very place I was when I saw that first episode, and apart my friend Aaron's apartment down on Gold Street in the financial district and we're the show queer eye, you know, we were all gathered around the TV watching it and it just, it meant a lot. Yeah. yeah. So how, um, how did you adjust, I guess, to kind of being in the spotlight like that? Um, I'd like to think that I, I haven't, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I I think that, not that the other guys have changed a lot, but, you know, a lot of, the other boys have definitely embraced being in the spotlight a bit more than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've been not married for 17 years, but together for 17 years, married for almost nine. Um, and I, I think I just, I keep myself grounded. You know, I was a businessman before this. I continue. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. To run a business when I'm not on TV. And I've kept the same friends that I've had for the last 20 years and you know, I stick my toe in Hollywood a little bit, but then I'm like, yeah, go right back home. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I haven't really gotten heavily involved in the scene. Yeah. And I, I kind of like it that way. You know, I, I like, I keep it very separate from my real life. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you're like the grinder. Like you come in, you hustle, you do the work, and then you kind of like, you dip out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Probably my, my husband grounded. definitely keeps me very grounded mm-hmm. and, and, and in check. Yep. You know, because he'd been with me. You know, our first week dating, he used the student loan money to pay my cell phone bill because it got shut off and I couldn't text him. Aww. You know, so we've been through 
ups and downs and yeah. rich and poor and yeah. That reminds me of me and Kev. Me and Kev have been together, I think it's 22 or 23 years this year. Oh. And um, yeah, he keeps me grounded and, you know, keeps uh, keeps me in check, which is always really nice. Um, I have to say, I went down the rabbit hole of Make It Work with Burke. And I've learned so much. <laughs> and I will say my husband just showed up in a studio. He doesn't have, have headphones or a mic, but he might be able to if Kelsey can set him up. There's headphones right there. It's just so at least he can hear it. But anyway, anyway, um, so um, I'm going to tell Kevin as he's kind of sitting here that, Kev, you got to start watching Make It Work With Burke on YouTube. And I'm going to tell you why. My husband has renovated so many of our properties with my dad at this point. They're like machines and they're so good um, that I, I guess, learned. I guess he finally got over that he's not Greek. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I was disowned. Then he got he got over it. Now he loves him more than me. Literally loves him more than me. I think. Oh, I, I think my dad loves my husband more than See? me. See, <laughs> we have literal parallel journeys. It's crazy. Um, yeah. But um, Kev, you're gonna die. So, do you know how in my studio you built? You Kevin built my studio here and the one in L.A. And he took like floor wood to put on the walls to create like, you know, different textures and stuff. There's this thing called stick wood that I learned from Make It Work With Burke. It's adhesive stickers on the back and it looks yeah, like no, wood. Oh, you know about That's stick wood? That's what actually I used in your studio. Oh, I thought you used regular wood. Mm -mm, stick wood. Oh, well, I guess I learned something. <laughs> um, then you don't know about this. <laughs> what about Everhem for your window treatments? So P.S. everybody, window treatments are the worst for me. I hate them. They stress me out. I don't know what to do. I watched this little video and now I feel like I have a total guidance to where I feel safe that I can go to Everhem and they'll help me figure out how to do my window treatments. I have a bunch that I need to do right now because my husband, he's so cute. When he did renovate our house, he tore out the very expensive shades that I had put in because, and threw them can, away. Please, can you tell Bobby it's because I put in even more expensive crown molding <laughs> around the, the ceiling. So I had to remove them. Okay. Darling, right. <laughs> darling, I love you, honey. So, what's worth more? I was like, Kim, how, those things are like many thousands of dollars yeah. to replace because oh, you know you get those automatic shades. Oh, yeah. Okay, and... but what is the longer value? The the, mo the motors themselves are five hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. And I didn't realize that because we I just had some put in in our bedroom in L.A. and I said to the company, I'm like, you know, sadly these are just going to get torn out in a That's year right. because we're tearing down this house. And they're not going to fit mm -hmm. in these windows anymore. Mm -hmm. But I, I can't live the next year without shades in here. And they're like, oh, well, at least keep the motors and we can put the motors in the new shades because yeah. the motors are 500 bucks themselves. Yeah, like, oh, Bobby, at least keep the idea. motors, honey, because okay. the motors are now that's $1,500 more I got to spend on my shades in our bedroom. Okay, so counterpoint. Okay, here we go. Counterpoint is that they were about a decade old. Uh -huh. And and I'm telling you as a homeowner, yes, it's nice to have the convenience of the mechanical shade, but I'm just going to just be with you guys. We're going into real estate now. If you want expensive crown molding, that's going to last the lifetime of the house and increase the value of the home. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'm saying and whatever. Are and, you trying to like – And you have to – so tell, tell Bobby, Bobby Burke about real estate here? Uh, well, no, I'm telling you. So Bobby's <laughs> going to agree with me, obviously, about what's going to increase the value of the house, but in uh, the long-term value. I don't know. Thank you. I well, I think the curbside appeal – I that. think the curbside appeal is the – is yes, is having the automatic shade. So there's a curbside appeal, but the – 
the overall length of the house, if you have expensive wooden crown molding, you're, ne- you're does, never taking that but out. But does the shade have to interfere with the molding? No, it doesn't I mean, when it's put in after. Not, yeah. not oh. having seen the space, I don't know. <laughs> so, so, so Bobby's dipping out of this fight. Um, yeah. No, no, it can't. No, Bobby, we can't, no, Bobby, we absolutely can put in the shades. It yeah. just, it just has to had to go in after. Because I thought he was going to use the argument, which I would accept, of when you're doing a renovation by yourself, sometimes things just have to go because trying oh. to keep a motor and keep them organized in the well, middle of a shit yes. show is a lot so i did understand that well when you're it was a so bob it was a uh, Mario probably won't give you the full details but it was we, the one contractor <laughs> that came over said he needed a year to do this renovation and it and three quarters of what i wanted done we did 100 percent of what i wanted to do in three months so you have ca- i call it casualties of war there's just things that you know, mm-hmm. but for the sake of convenience, for a fraction of the budget, for eight percent of this guy's budget. So I will just say, that's all I'll say. In conclusion, Bobby, but I love make it work else. with Burke is amazing. Yes, no, but I'm in on that. But I'm going to say, so how many episodes that. have you done? Honestly, I don't know. I saw seven. I feel five like five or so, seven. Then. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's just something that we've you know in quarantine, not being able to leave. We're like, hey, let's just assume it's something cute I for you too. Love it. Got um, it. You know, afterwards, I, I think we'll do a little bit higher pro- production value than we did, um, a little more in depth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, these were just some quick little fun videos because people are always sending me DMs asking me about curtains and asking me about wall treatment. So we're like, let's do some cute little videos. Can I give you a tip? from a host like of of like the type of hosting that i do um you're an emmy Uh emmy winning host of a different kind but there is a teleprompter app that i think will change your life so you can just buy a teleprompter app and use it on your iphone so your eye line is straight into camera so the problem is i do use a teleprompter app but I use it on my iPad because the camera on an iPad is better than that of a laptop. Mm. Yes. And so the iPad camera is, is to the all side. the way at the end. Yeah. So when you're, when you're looking into camera, your you're... eyeline is always off. I know. When I watch those, my eyeline drives me crazy. I am okay, such Bobby, an eyeline person. Bob, so, I, so I make the, uh, the, the, the teleprompter, if I have to use it like that, I make it at the way, way bottom. So it's just one line, so my eyes are as close to it as possible. But anyway, I was just like, oh, I have to tell him about it in case he doesn't know. But can I tell the two of you perfectionists that that falls under what I call my 3% rule? There's only 3% of people that will notice Bobby, that you're, where your eye line is. Marie is one of them. You're oh, one of them. No, but, but I, no one else I'm in will that 3% know. As well. I know I you are. I know. I'm psycho about details. I know you are. <laughs> but when, when SNL play through. first came back during the pandemic and you had Weekend Update and you had Colin yes. Jost and Michael Che and they were both at home and they were clearly reading off their laptop mm-hmm. and Colin Jost was looking right in his camera and Michael Che, you could tell, was reading, not looking at his camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you are a professional. <laughs> How do you not know about online? Like, Bobby, play through. Not at the camera, Michael. You got to play I, through. It kids. really play is hard through. for me because I am so. Whenever I'm doing something as a host, I'm so panicking about how is I line, how is I line, because that's how you connect with people. And the yes. videos are so great. You have such incredible tips. I'm like, I have to share this in case he doesn't know, because sometimes people start those and they don't know that there's like a teleprompter app. So I always just share that anyway. Um, another thing that I needed to ask you about was um, 
uh, as I do my research on everybody, you've eaten something very eclectic. <laughs> octopus I've balls. You ate octopus balls octopus. in Japan, it said. Well, no, but they're not. Yeah, but they're not <laughs> balls. Like What are they? Eyeballs? No, 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 no. Um, they're called like tataki or something. Yeah, tataki something. No, it's like. It's like batter and chives and like pieces of octopus chopped up. It's oh. not like mountain oysters, if you know what those are. Oh, I thought you ate octopus balls. So I've eaten lamb balls accidentally. And <laughs> as a young girl, those and are I like think mountain that's. mountain oysters. Yeah, yeah. it was the so source of my powers. Are, are, are bull balls. And we sadly used to eat those as kids because I lived on a ranch. And every spring, you'd catch all the little boy cows and you'd cut them off and then they batter them up and fry them but yeah they're no, chewy, the, right? the octopus balls it's, <laughs> it's just a ball that has chopped up octopus in it oh i wouldn't imagine octopus balls would be very big i can't imagine not, but when i, I saw that i, I was also, laughing I've, I've never seen i don't notice notice i've, I've ever noticed balls on an octopus mm-hmm I think that might be like a cool trivia for our, <laughs> our, our friends who watch. Like, what's the oddest, most unique thing you've ever eaten? I like, let's it. ask everybody. I love it. Um, because when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, Kelsey, he's eating octopus balls. I've eaten lamb balls. We need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote octopus I mean, I've eaten balls. a lot of crazy stuff. My, um, my husband's Vietnamese. More than half my friends are Asian. And they always laugh at me that I'm more Asian than they are because, like, the things I'll eat off of, like, the Chinese menu that they're like, I can't believe you're eating that. Like what? I'm like, why? It's good. They're like, I won't eat, like, coagulated duck's blood. Whoa, 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 what? what? <laughs> it's like blood gelatin. Oh! It's really good. <laughs> Kevin's hurling. Kevin's hurling. He's going to throw up. <laughs> But yeah, like there's this Chinese place that I used to go to in New York all the time. And it was like, nobody spoke English. It was so authentic. It was so good. And the stuff I would order off the menu, like the servers in the beginning were always so shocked. They're like, you know what that is? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. Don't worry. I'm good. Oh isn't God. that, isn't that like, like blood clot? Well, isn't it like black pudding in London? Isn't that blood too? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Kevin is <laughs> Kevin's turning white on the beanbag chair. I'm gonna piss myself right now looking at you. Coagulated <laughs> blood is like that's like a blood clot, right? Basically yeah, yeah. it's a blood clot pie. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a the camera thing, on Kevin. The thing I won't eat though is chicken feet. Yeah, that's gross. Why? I, because it's just it's so stupid. It's like <laughs> but, ribs. I Bobby, won't eat ribs either. It's so much work for such little payoff. And chicken wings. I won't eat chicken wings. I won't eat ribs. What? And I won't eat. No, I get it. I get you it. Just, I get you it. You gotta touch them, and your hands smell like it after. And literally, all you got was some janky skin. That's right. I, it's I not any meat on there. The you know what I learned though about chicken feet? Because I was at Whole Foods the other day, and I literally asked this question. I said, "Excuse me, why would anyone, <laughs> out of like in their right minds, eat that?" And the guy told me that it's the best for bone broth because it has the most collagen. Ah. So get mm. Anthony to whip you up some bone broth yeah. with chicken feet. 
<laughs> I can't. I knew this would lead to something amazing, and getting to see Kevin like wanting to hurl is just so fun. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I have one friend. Hey, don't my, knock it till you try it. My friend Joe is so funny because I know, I literally know how to make him puke. Like on command, I know the things to say to him to make him puke, and I'm such a sadist that I'll do it around him. Stop trying, <laughs> stop trying to make the president puke. <laughs> oh, Joe. Hilarious. <laughs> Um, anyhow, um, um, they sent me, they sent me this box of like a inaug- inauguration day party box with like cutouts of Kamala's or Kamala's head and Joe and oh like confetti and these champagne glasses with the inauguration on them. The thing that annoyed me though, is I had to pay like $60 in duties because they sent it to Canada. And I'm like, I didn't know what it was. Oh, I just that's thought funny. a friend sent me something. <clears throat> and so I go online and I pay UPS 60 bucks in duties. And the next day it shows up and I'm like, thank you for sending me this. But I just spent $60 on like some paper cutouts. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, <sighs> I have to ask you before we let you go, um, has interior design changed for you post COVID? You know, like fashion's kind of changed so much. I feel like in COVID, has it changed for you? Um, I mean, it definitely changed the fact that business just went away for a while. Um, we work predominantly, my firm works predominantly with builders. Um, we don't take a, on a lot of personal projects. Um, personal projects are too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that it's their home, it's an emotional thing. Totally. You know, you become not just a designer, but you become a marriage counselor. You oh, become yeah. a friend. and that you know having worked in retail and owned retail store for years like i don't i don't want to deal like mm-hmm. i don't want emotional purchases shout out to my um, designer kelly ellis who is our therapist is our best friend wait, is everything wait, you're fa- <laughs> no kelly's my best friend what oh my god kelly's my baby i'm like oh. Oh my her, god! Her daughter Soph was over at my house recently for dinner. Like I'm Kelly dying. and I have been friends. How long have you known Kelly? Because do you remember OC Kelly? No, uh, well, yes. yes, yeah, absolutely. Before yeah. she cut Kelly her hair, with the long gorgeous. hair. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Any which way you look at Kelly now, and you're like, wait, that's oh, oh, that's what Soph, Soph calls her, OC Kelly, oh and now god. new Kelly. I die that you know Kelly. You know what she is? She's <sighs> been a godsend for us. She helped us with our first renovation. And she really was just amazing. She's very special and very good at what she does. And then yep. she helped us with this most recent one from Spain, all over Zoom, yeah. um, and through I WhatsApp. I was literally texting with her yesterday. I'm dying. Yeah, yeah. She's a dear, dear friend for uh, years. Oh my god. Okay. Well, then we'll all have to get together when she comes back into uh, California. Um. That's looking to be like the 11th of February. Shut up. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, her I and I are doing um, a talk together for KBIS, the Kitchen and Bath show. We're not doing it together. We're doing it virtually. But um, she was texting me last night that at least we'll be in the same time zone. Is she doing yeah. it with her tiles? With her tiles? Um, is she doing it with her tiles? With like tile is bar? the kitchen bath, is that for her tile collection? Does she still have that out? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I know it was with Tile Bar. I don't know. I'm so cut off from all that type of stuff anymore. Yeah. Oh, My that's so cool. That. We have to put a link to Kelly's stuff in the summary of this sure. because we're going to do a whole episode on how she did do everything via Zoom and how she makes everything so easy. But yeah, so She's so confident. your interior design hasn't changed. Um, 
I guess my last thing for you is, you know, what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Hmm. You know, honestly, I don't think I've ever gotten great advice. <laughs> um, but advice to myself and advice to others is to not look at failures as failures, but as lessons on your way to success. You know, people will look at my life and be like, oh, he's successful and he's overcome all this. You just don't see all the failures that happened in between, you know, failure after failure after failure. And if I had been like, okay, I failed, I'm just going to go get a job and work for somebody else again, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm -hmm. But it was, I looked at those failures as just lessons. All right, that didn't work. All right, that, you know, caused me to be broke, but next time i'm going to do it this way because i learned it didn't work that way um so don't ever look at failures as a failure it's just a stepping stone it's a lesson to help you achieve success the next time i love it i'm going to show you poodle before we go she's in her jammies <laughs> so these oh. are her jammies oh, oh I you, baby. and this is oh i miss this my dog <laughs> She's oh, like a little poodle bitch. So grumpy. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's very, very moody. Oh, I love her so oh. much. And when she's in her PJs, she just looks like a little girl with fur or hair. Oh, I love you. <laughs> so, so cute. Yeah. Maybe you'll meet you'll meet Bobby's doodle soon. Maybe. Um, Bobby, this was such meet, a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your story and um and for being so vulnerable. It's it was amazing. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, love. Of course. Well, hopefully we'll all get together in California with Kelly at some point. I'd love to see you guys in person. And, um, and yeah, take care. Love it. Good luck in Canada. If you guys want to know um, anything more about Bobby, you can go to bobbyburke.com. Everybody was laughing earlier that somehow – you got the Instagram account at Bobby. Bobby, I thought it was. A, I thought Jeff made a mistake. I literally looked. I was like, "What the? No. Look at you!" She's like, "What a boss!" Um, I, How did my, he find that? My TikTok <laughs> handle is my TikTok handle is just at Bobby as well. Wow. How? You rock! He's the coolest. Yeah, you made it work. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> that, don't, don't you have an in-house Instagram rep? I, I know, but to, so did you? Might have had to just buy it from somebody, right? Nope. He's nope. just who he is. Were the person, who, the person who had it was, was inactive. <gasps> they hadn't used it for years. Wow. I'm I've got multiple Maria. Instagram accounts that are major names that I'm working on for other businesses just because whoever signed up for them 10 years ago when Instagram happened, wow. they never used them again. And wow. so Instagram looks at it as if this is a inactive account, this isn't helping Instagram. Wow. This isn't doing anything good. We might as well take it away and give it to somebody who is going to use it. So, yeah. Damn, we might need your Instagram person. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Bobby, thank you so much. Have an amazing day. Thank you, Bobby. I'm Thanks, you Bobby. So excited to see I can't show. wait to get Kevin some coagulated blood. No, we're not going to yes. do that. I am going to watch your show for sure. I can't yeah. wait. Make it work with Burke on YouTube. That was so much deeper than I expected. Like you thought, you, mm. you know, you think you're going to talk to Bobby Burke. You're like, okay, we're going to talk about like, you know, interior design and all that stuff. And once I go down the rabbit hole, I need to know everything. I know he's, he's wonderful. He's absolutely wonderful. And I, like, I knew his story 
And I was excited that you guys went there because I think that it's really helpful for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are in that position um, and hearing it from someone like him and the fact that he's still like it still hurts him to this day. I don't know. Yeah. It's just he's so real and authentic and I'm a big fan. So I'm glad yeah. you guys went there. I think the lesson for me was like if you were if you were resonating with what Bobby was saying, you need to really think about your values but also your relationships. And there are probably relationships in your life where your stubbornness to hold on to those values is compromising your ability to be with people. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where <clears throat> Bobby candidly shared he could no longer have a relationship with his sister. So mm -hmm. I would encourage you, if you have those rocky relationships in your life, evaluate whether or not you're the person who's the issue or they are, and really try to think about, is this stubborn value I'm holding on to so tightly worth compromising this relationship? It was very, very interesting. And just made me think about that in my own life, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I always just think about the fact that, you know, and maybe you guys don't feel like you have to work this hard at Be Loved, but I've had that pattern in my life where I feel like I have to work so hard to um, to have people like me or to love me, which sounds weird, but like, you know, within your family system or whatever. Yeah. And you should not be in that position. And if you are mm. in that position right now where you feel like you are constantly having to do, do, do to, to receive any kind of love or appreciation from people and you're still not getting it, they don't deserve you. And mm. it doesn't mean you have to hate them. doesn't mean you have to cut them off. You know, there are people that sometimes need to be distanced. Um, but I think if they're detrimental to your life, then yeah. they have to be cut. And I think if they... <clears throat> I mean, extremely detrimental, but yeah. I think that if they're like a drain, yeah, it's like just a distance. Yeah, but you shouldn't feel like you have to no, beg people no, to love you. No, no, and no, no, no. We all do it. We all do it. Because yeah. being popular is awesome. <laughs> but at the but no, no. But in all seriousness, we all do it. Yeah. And, uh, and it, but it's you're right. Doesn't just no. Walk away. So to me, that was the the takeaway, and we haven't gotten to talk about that on the show. But I was advising a friend recently about all of this. So if you guys want to know more more about Bobby, like I said, go to bobbyburke.com. If you haven't joined our Patreon, click the link tree in my Instagram or on Better Together with Maria. We're going to be resuming our workshops. Of course, we have our ad free shows and the extra shows, but also the workshops alone are worth the ten dollars a month. You get access to the greatest experts in the world, one on one in a more intimate setting um, and it's it's been incredible uh, deep in the archives I do have an interview with Karamo from the amazing Queer Eye group if and you from guys, After Buzz TV and from, oh yeah he was an After mm -hmm. Buzz TV, mm -hmm. uh, TV mm -hmm. host and alum um, we will uh, put the link to that in here if you guys want a little recommendation for another episode to listen to in the meantime follow us at Better Together with Maria at Bobby do you want me to tell them your Instagram, Winnie? Is that what's happening I over think here? She did. I just put her on the beanbag chair. Yeah. And she's. Oh my yeah. gosh, Winnie. Do you hear her? Uh, <laughs> at Princess Winnie. Vincenzo, come to dad. At Bobby. At Jeffrey Crane Graham. At Kels Meyer, too. And remember be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Heel Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show 
or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heel Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heel events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heel Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much and we love doing this thing called life with you.